Hey, Brinson families, this is your school psychologist and your school counselor coming to you with information you need to know to be smarter than the average bear. This is David Swickline, the school psychologist, with Natasha Arbello Fredericks, the school counselor. We're hosting weekly podcasts that talk about what's happening at school, what your family can expect from school, and new ways to connect with the Brinson family and its staff. Hey, Brinson families, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Coming up next is the second part of our resource team series. We'll be talking with Miss Megan Whitmer, our music teacher, and Miss Mary Batten, our library slash media coordinator. We have Miss Batten. We are going to be talking to our media coordinator. So, Miss Batten, thank you. Welcome to our show, our Brinson podcast. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on and talking to our families about what's new in the library library area, excuse me, and what's new here at Brinson. Um, but before we talk about what's new, let's talk about you and how did you get here? Where you been? How long have you been here? Uh, twenty five years. At Brinson. Yeah, Brinson. At Brinson for 25 years. Are you from the local area? No, I'm from Raleigh area. Raleigh. Raleigh area. So I, are you the most senior staff member that has been at Brinson the longest, or has there been someone here longer? Well, there have been people here that were longer. I don't know if there is now. Okay. So how many principals at Brinson have you gone through? Uh, Larry Moser, Blunt, Stuart Blunt. Karen the first Skipper. time. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> Karen Skipper and Alex Aguiar and Mr. Jermaine. And Mr. Jermaine. And wasn't there, um, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name who is at Early College. Oh, Bradley. And no, I'm Mr. Sorry, Todd Bradley. Todd Bradley. Don't worry. Six, six principals six. in 25 years. That's actually pretty good for the longevity of yeah. a principal. Yeah, Mr. Moser was here. Oh. A long time before I came. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. really good. And so, have you noticed a big difference or a big change um, over the years with each principal? Or yes, there is a change. Yes. Yeah. Princeton is it's still a community school like it's always been, but it is different with different principals. Yes. Okay. They all have their own way of doing things. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And the teachers. A lot of teachers are gone that were here when I came. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You've probably seen quite a few different teachers, and I, I would love to know, love to do the math and figure out how many students have been in the library since then and yeah. going through the years. That would, that would be, be interesting because when uh, Mr. Blunt was here the first time, we had 1,000 students. 1,000? Wow. We had 1,000. Was it a middle school still or was no, it elementary? It was full-fledged elementary. It was okay. just K-5 like it is now. Yeah. That's over 600 students. Fewer students than what we have. We right had now. six, and I mean, some classes. Most of them were seven and eight teachers per grade level. Wow, that's huge. That's a big school. Well, yeah. This is a big campus. It is. But you think before, about that many bodies before Creekside okay. was opened. But, okay. Okay. Um, that was still. It was a nightmare with full resource. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So how does it work? Let's talk about like pre-COVID, post-COVID, right. and right now. Right. How does resource work? How do our students come to the library now versus how they used to come to the library? Well, when we had more students than we have now, they didn't get to come once a week. They were on a rotation. You know, mm-hmm. it might take them seven days to get through and then start back again. 
And the bad thing of that was students didn't know what day of the week they had a resource. Okay. You know, they had a hard time, like, going to P.E., and they wouldn't have on their P.E. clothes right. because they didn't know P.E. was Wednesday this week, and next week it was Thursday yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we have um, we have four, four resources, and most grades have four teachers, and so it's one grade goes, one well, class. We're only, but we were only here four days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, the way it is now is students have the same resource every week the teacher mm-hmm. does. Okay. So, so they come every week. So that's probably helpful to get It is. Yeah, the kids know in. Tuesdays I have media, right. Wednesdays yeah. I've got, or not Wednesdays, not Thursdays Wednesdays, I've got but Thursdays, yeah. And with resource teachers, it makes it nice because, you know, you want to cover the same curriculum for every class mm-hmm. so you can do a lesson for one week and you've covered all of fourth grade, for instance. Right. Yeah. And, and so, speaking week, of curriculum, you do have a curriculum you have to follow. I do. You've got standards. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails? Well, it entails a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How about a short little a just short a preview? Version. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's something that parents don't understand right. is your students just aren't coming to the library to check out a book. That's no. that's an added benefit. We have right. a, a specialized teacher in the library with your students that teaches a curriculum that has standards to, that go along with maybe what they're learning in the classroom. Right. Right. Or Tell us more. Well, media coordinators try to uh, collaborate with the teachers as to what they're teaching when and mm-hmm. try to help with that. And we... Of course, promote reading advocacy all the time yeah. and try to match students with their interest and their levels. Mm-hmm. And now that we have accelerated reading, thank goodness, it makes it easier to promote books for students on their level because they know what their reading level is. They got the star test to go by yeah. and so forth. And But some students, they still want books that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. just want a, a red dot book. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also have to teach information skills, not just reading skills. Okay. How to find what they need, provide the resources and activities for students that are meaningful to them. Okay. And also share findings of research, plus help them to know how to research. To, to find the different right. credible right. data. Yeah, so exactly. we know second grade is doing pollinators, so your job right. would be to find a second grader or have second grade come up and show them how to find books that about would, pollinators or, or books about bees. How to find even information and research, right. credible research on pollinators. I know you've made a big push on the Discovery Education yes. program, a platform. Yes. Um, so that's part of her job is to find all these different media resources mm-hmm. for our yeah. students because as we know we're heading towards a digital world where right. not everything is in print exactly. so that media specialist yeah. is really coming yeah. into that because it's different different well, kinds of media yeah right. different kinds of media yeah. exactly and students believe it or not still like the written word they can mm-hmm. put their hands on mm-hmm. you know they mm-hmm. they've had so much digital stuff they like saying, I want a book, mm-hmm. a real book. And know. then I want to say a brag on um, our school in Brinson and, and Miss Batten is what we were the second highest in circulation for the the month of February? During COVID. During, During COVID. COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we had more books going out. Then next to the high school, the, the elementary school that had the most, and it wasn't much more than ours, 
was Vanceboro. And okay. that's a kind of a big school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little too. bit bigger than us. Yeah. yeah, a little bigger. But we had twice as many circulations as a lot of the elementary schools. Twice? Did. Yes. Great job, everybody. <laughs> Keep your kids reading. It's exactly. <laughs> but we had, uh, in the month of February, the kids were not even coming to the library. We, I had uh, on their Google, I have a Google Classroom, Media and Technology Google Classroom for each grade level. They could go to that Google Classroom and search the library program to see what kind of books we had, if it was here, what they wanted. And then I had a Google form that they filled out and said, I want this book. And my name and my teacher name, this is what I want. And then uh, Ms. Steinbach, my assistant, would pull a lot of those and take them to the classroom with their names on them and give them to the kids. And that's how we checked out 11, over 1,100 books <laughs> in February. Wow. That's awesome. That's, that's, awesome. Awesome. that's more than two books per person. We've got yeah. about yeah. 480 yeah. Right. students, yeah. so right. 1,100. I mean, that's like yeah. two and a half books per student yeah. almost. I want to say before I forget it, you said something earlier about the students wanting something tangible, and mm-hmm. I think it's so refreshing to hear that students want a they book. Do. They do. That's mm-hmm. and there's something that will never be able to be replaced with no. written word or no. or that form of media is that that opening up a book, the feel of the pages, the pictures, all of that stuff. And sit, like us, I mean, I would rather sit down and read a book than read it on a, an iPad. Yeah, you know, and yeah. kids are getting that way too. Yeah. Of course, also, as we were saying, uh, helping them to know what kind of resources to search for, since they can go to our library, and they can search at any time, home, in the classroom, in here, wherever, they can go to a library search and find out if we have a book, mm-hmm. okay. okay, and what level it is, and mm-hmm. so forth, that kind of, and also, um, I've got all of them, second grade through fifth grade, to know how to search the public library and find an ebook, okay, or an audio book, whichever's yeah. available. And they can, they don't even have to download it to their iPad. They can read it in the browser. Oh, okay. Anytime they want to. Wow. That's great. So, so second is, is at their fingertips if they want to, but it's sure. also in the written word yeah. as well. That's yeah. fantastic. So and they can borrow five books at, at a time that yeah. they can keep for two weeks. And, and they, so they make use of, They do yeah. use it. They use yeah. it. Yeah. So um, in addition to that 1,100 books they checked out from here, they'll still get an e-book from a public library at the same time. That's, That's great. Awesome. That's so, so cool to hear about all the books and all the print that kids are reading. Speaking of all right. and That's books yes. and media, I'm looking around our library right now. We there took a are... field trip today, so we are in the media center today. <laughs> yes, yes. We're not in our recording studio. Um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of books, a lot of new print, a lot of new pictures, bright colors, um, it's not the old dusty books of long time ago, right? <laughs> no. Can you tell not. us about the new shipment of books that we got in? Yes, we ordered, um, I think, about 250 or 300 books, all library-bound books, for the kids to be able to check out. And we've got them all processed and all on top of the bookcases so they can look at them, they can tell what level they are, and... Because now, during COVID, they can't put their hands on all the books and take them off and put them back in and mm-hmm. so forth. They can only touch the one they get. <laughs> so with the new ones being on display, it's easy for them to see what the book is because all these books 
uh, have covers just like the book. I mean, it's, they're, none of them are plain covers. Yeah. Yeah, these are, you guys, these are bright. They're colorful. Mm-hmm. They are standing up. There's picture books. There's mm-hmm. chapter books. But they're yeah. all new, shiny books. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. This library looks amazing with all these books on the bookshelf. So, um, you know, if you haven't encouraged your child to come in and, and check out a book, they, they come during resource. But yeah. it is gorgeous. It really is. As we're starting to kind of finish up here, what are some things that our parents need to know or that you would like your our parents to know about the Media Center, about what is helpful for you when their students come to school, or what, if anything, the folks at home or the people listening can provide to you as the media coordinator to make either their students' experience better or your experience with their students better? Um, the best thing they can do is to read with their child, see what their child is reading. And even fourth and fifth graders love to be read to. And, you know, if your child brings a book home, you need to look at it and see, what it is. is this something I want my child to read? Mm-hmm. Is he interested in it? And is it too hard for him? Is it too easy? And just know and be aware of what kind of books they're getting and encourage them to bring it back. Right now, right now, right now. Maybe they say that only, a little bit louder. <laughs> right now, they can only bring their books back on the day of their class. Okay. So there's not so much uh, going in and out. Yeah. Plus, we have to quarantine them for three days after they come in. The books. Oh, the the books. quarantine the books, not the yes. kids. Yeah, not, not the kids. Not the kids. <laughs> but um, I will say that uh, our goal in the library is to develop lifelong learners with a love of reading. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Awesome. Well, so. thank you so much, Ms. Patton, for sitting down with us. I'm sure our parents are going to appreciate hearing from you. And, um, you know, our kids love coming to the Media Center. And we really appreciate you speaking to our parents. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Thank you. You know, Natasha, for someone who was really hesitant to come on our podcast, Miss Batten sure had a lot to say. She definitely went over that time limit that we had set for ourselves. So so sorry, moms and dads and people who are listening. We're going to be over our usual 20, 22 minute podcast, but we have someone super excited to be here and we're looking forward to introducing you to her and her to you because a lot of our parents have not seen you other than zoom right and normally at an open house or something like that our parents would come down to the music classroom and chat with you right yep so who are you what do we got all right well i'm mrs whitmer um this is my second year teaching kind of hard to believe. Two years at Brinson? Two years at Brinson and two years in total. Two years ever. Ever? Ever. Awesome. Yeah. So So we actually got you from another elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, So you did you do your internship there? No. So military brought us down um, in November of 2018 and I just graduated in May so I haven't taught, haven't done anything yet. Um, And I was kind of just finding a position. I hadn't heard that this position was open yet so I was just figuring out so ended up being a one-on-one assistant at Grandma Barden and Havelock okay and Miss Wallace and Mr. Jermaine ended up talking and here so I they am. traded for you pretty much like on the so okay <laughs> right on so you were a one-on-one and then you were a music teacher now obviously you went to school for music or yep. talk to us a little bit about your um college experience as far as being a music teacher and things like that all right 
Well, I went to WVU, so West Virginia University in Morgantown. The Mountaineers. Yes. Oh, is that the, the, the Do you yellow know and that blue? Gold and blue. Whatever. Gold and blue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a West Virginia Mountaineers fan, but I do know it's... And what's their theme? They have a theme They have Daniel song. Boone, right? Isn't that your... Your mascot? No. No? Am I, is that a just school? a mount- mountaineer. Oh, just, just a mountaineer. What's a guy? Just a mountaineer. Just a guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. that's all. Um, so WVU, awesome. Yeah, our, th- our song is Country Roads. That's it. Take me home, Country <laughs> yep. Roads. To the place. We won't get there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we had to pay for it. Ah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> I started there in fall of 2014. Um Studied, get my bachelor's in music education. Okay. Um, I did my student teaching while I was there, so I did an elementary placement and a high school placement, and that's actually where I wanted to be an elementary music teacher. It was staring there. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. You had the experience at the high school, said no, thank you. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. I did middle school and high school, so it was like those older kids are interesting. Yeah, we'll keep it at that. Um, and then graduated in May 2018 with my bachelor's. Me and my husband both got our bachelor's in music education, and then he joined the Marines, and this is where we ended up. And this is where you kind of, he got stationed, so you followed him down. And yep. I want to say real quick, because I know this isn't about your husband, but your husband has a really cool job in the Marine Corps. Can you let everyone know, and how we can use that to educate our kids? Yeah. So he is a musician in the in the Marine Corps. That's his MOS, um, his job. So he plays clarinet. And, and a musician in the Marine Corps means what? That's what he does. The Marine Corps band. Yes. Band. So he's in the Marine Corps band. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he's not on the battlefield playing the, no. the, the bugle. The, nope. the bugle. So no. he plays the ceremonies. They do all of the graduations, all Awesome. Yeah. Things, so. And it's so cool because when you have a Marine Corps band at an event, you know that's like a legit event. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're amazing. They're so good. But that's not. it's not about him, but I did want to say. <laughs> and, you know, they we can... You know, yeah, like if we use ever that as experience as yeah. hey, you know, if you want to grow up to be a musician, you can do this, you can do yeah, that. So you know, a lot, I, and I think that's a good point, Natasha. Is a lot of times, uh, mom, dad, I want to, I want to play drums or whatever. Well, you're not going to be in a rock band, so you need to go somewhere else. Well, hello, the Marines, the Army, the Air Force, the yep. military sector has these very prestigious bands mm-hmm. um, that they can be a part of, too. But like Natasha said, enough about your husband. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk Let's talk about Branson and Miss Whitmer and some things that uh, have changed because of COVID. How has music class been different? You guys were doing carts for a while, so you were going to classrooms and music. But how has your experience been teaching music to our students at Brinson during this pandemic kind of experience? It's definitely something I never thought I was going to do, Um, but it's just you become more cautious of what you were doing before and how comfortable you get, and now it's like you have to think, oh, we can't do this now. What can we do instead? So we've been doing a lot of, like, body percussion, so not using instruments, especially on a cart because I couldn't fit them all on there, but... (laughs) And just trying to use technology more, definitely gotten better at that. Yeah. Um... But now that we're back in our classroom, I can use the instruments, just sanitizing in between, getting the kids all sanitized, and now they're like, oh my, because we can just do yeah. a lot more now. So between class, I mean, you, you think about a flute or a drum, There's ha- it's hands-on, Yeah. so there's a ton of sanitation going on in the music classroom. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can't do, the kids were so excited they wanted to do recorders, but 
Fortunately, not this year, so I'm trying to find ways I think to... everyone is really happy that the kids are <laughs> right? in the corners. <laughs> Others are, but the students, right, not right. so much. <laughs> and, and I will say, Miss um, Whitmer's class, you walk in there, and it just radiates positivity. These kids are so engaged. Yes. They love going to music. You go in there, and this class got the most energy, yeah. My, f- but it's still very even keel. Yes. My favorite thing is how the students enter your room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to our moms and dads and people listening about where that idea came from, what that idea is all about, and what, what, do you what is it? About? What yeah. is it? Okay, so we do a special greeting. So now what my saying is, pick your choice, sanitize, and find your dad. <laughs> um, so they have a choice of doing an air hug... A dance party, which I just added. That's their favorite so far. Um, we wave at each other, high f- air high fives and air fist bumps. Last year, of course, we could yeah. actually do the thing, but uh-huh. they're still enjoying it. I'm seeing all the dance moves. And I'm so like, the so kid, how do they tell you what yeah. they want? So they get to point to which one. I have an option right outside my door. It has a picture, so it has my bitmoji and doing the movement, and then also just the saying for it. And they get to choose. We do it sanitize and they head on in. So before they even come into your classroom, you're giving each one of our students or your students really an individual greeting, Mm -hmm. saying hello to them, looking them in the eyes, talking Mm -hmm. about how are they, what do they need from you. Yep. Such a positive way to enter the class. Another way to connect with the students in a way that is meaningful to them because they get to choose, they get to consent to how they want to be greeted. Yeah, that's so cool. Have you noticed, is there a trend right now going on? I'm sure like Fortnite dance is probably super popular. (laughs) And they love to see me try and do it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't do this as good as you guys. Yeah. Okay. They definitely will will correct you on your... uh, That's not flossing. (laughs) Right, right. They're pretty impressed when I can actually do the floss, so... So, um, go ahead, Natasha. So, in music, you know, just like all the other resource classes that we've talked about, there's standards and yep. there's a curriculum that you have to do. Can you tell us a little bit about the curriculum and what these kids are learning and how it's differentiated between the different grade levels? All right. So, it pretty much starts with kindergarten. So, we do the standards of steady beat, how to read music, how to read rhythms, how to move to music, listen to music, and then each grade level we dive a little bit deeper, talk about the vocabulary, and actually do like hands-on exploration of it and just keep getting further and further down as we get older. So the complexity of what our students have to do. So in kindergarten, they're maybe just learning the simple vocabulary, but Mm -hmm. by fifth grade, they're getting into the more specific vocabulary of music and what alto, soprano, that kind of thing is. And especially with fifth grade, I start to teach them more about what they could potentially do in sixth grade. So joining oh, chorus, so glad you joining that band. Up. So I start to teach them how to read music on the staff so that they, if they choose to do that, they're pretty much prepared for it. So is that our only connection to middle school um, as far as if a student is interested in band or anything like that? Is you're really trying to set the tone for them? Mm-hmm. So the sixth grade uh, band teacher, course teacher, will reach out to me, like, at least last year was a little hard because we were at home. Yeah. Reach out and see if I have any students that are interested, and I pretty much just look at my kids and see who has shown interest, who might want to do it, and yeah. maybe hasn't voiced their opinion. Okay. But. Or their skill level. I'm sure you could probably, you have a great eye for, you should be able to do this mm-hmm. if you really wanted to, and yeah. just proposing that idea to those students. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that we have to look forward to 
at the end of the year with any type of, I know we're probably not going to do a recital or yeah. a, a, but is what, what are, what can the parents look forward to from music towards the end of the year as we're approaching the end of the year? I have been seeing some ideas floating around there that maybe we could potentially do like a virtual send off maybe to our fifth graders or just maybe do some virtual performances with my ki- with my classes. I could videotape them. We can send them out. And yeah. Just kind of think a little bit on that. Yeah, it's really hard to kind of adjust to the way it used to be because what did we do as a, a, a in previous years or what did you do last year? Well, last I guess year, last, year, last year you got year. nothing, huh? The only thing I got in last year was fourth and fifth grade did our winter performance. Okay. That was so awesome. They did the... They did the bucket drums, everything. Yeah. We were... That was so cool. We were overflowing the gym, that's for sure. Awesome. That's so cool. What kind of things do our parents need to know um, about sending their students to music class. What do you need anything from our parents? I know Miss Rose was asking if there was any extra wipes available because she is sanitizing constantly, and so was Miss Davis is yeah. sanitizing constantly. I'm sure that you're in the similar boat. Or how can students uh, come to school better prepared for music? Um, is there anything that our parents or our Craven Live audience do they can they do differently for you? I mean, just like along with them, the constant sanitizing and keeping our kids safe in our rooms. I know I've been going through hand sanitizer like it's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, mm-hmm. yeah, That's awesome. About it. So yeah. <laughs> there's nothing special or extra that our parents can do or anything like that. I mean, if they want to, like, I know before we the PTA was asking about like what our wish list was, mm-hmm. and I put on there like Amazon gift cards because then I can get more instruments for our kids but okay so that might be a need for our school that we didn't recognize is having extra instruments or just having instruments at all yeah because that's technically what i use to build my curriculum yeah i can pull from and teach the kids hands-on experiences with you Hmm. right on cool well thank you so much for taking time out i'm sure you're so upset that you missed carpool (laughs) duty today um (laughs) You know, we, we went on a field trip, so we had to pull Miss Whitmer from carpool duty. So we thank you for taking time out of your day and out of your normal schedule to uh, participate in this podcast and share yeah. some information with our families. Thank you so much. Thank you. And as always, if you want to reach out to David and myself, we are available on, um, you know, a school. At school. School's phone number is 252 252- <laughs> 514-6431. Hi, it's Friday. Um, or emails, natasha.arbello-fredericks at cravenk12.org and... david.swickline at cravenk12.org. Um, stop in and see us. Call the school. Email us. Let us know what you think about the podcast. If you have any questions, if you have any topics that we haven't covered that you would like to uh, talk or have have discussion about this is really for you guys uh in the cars and and at home listening we want to build that community connection with you so you know what's going on here at brinson uh, all the time and who your children are spending the majority of their